0: Welcome back to Anchored In Always. In this episode, we will dig into God's Word and discuss how the more we chase after success as the world defines it, we are often left wanting more, missing the moments of today in the hustle and hype and pursuit of what we think will bring us happiness. So I'm just going to jump into the Word of God today and then share from my own experience as well. In Matthew 6 verses 19 through 21, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it's pretty clear in this passage that we are reminded of the temporary value of this life. It's so easy to get caught up in pursuing the riches or successes of this life because it's what we see all around us every day. We chase after the so-called American dream to acquire as much material wealth, recognition, or even status as we can, hoping to achieve a certain level of security and fulfillment. But what we often find is that it's never enough. We may even get to that goal or dream, and then we realize that it's not everything we thought it would be, and so we set another higher goal and keep chasing, now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with setting goals or even having wealth, but looking more at our motivation behind it. Am I focused more on, a, on a, am I focused on acquiring more stuff here on this earth that I know is temporary value, or am I pursuing the things that have a lasting value, leave a true legacy, impact lives, and even have kingdom impact? One thing I personally have struggled with, um, and do have some regret about is the amount of mental and emotional energy that I've given in the pursuit of success. And for me, that's been in mostly multi-level marketing and this at the cost of my family. Popular Christian women's author and speaker, Lisa Turkhurst said in her book, Your Best Yes, that a yes to one thing is a no to something else. So in my attempt to to achieve success or a higher rank bonuses and recognition, I was often sacrificing precious time and opportunities with my husband and kids, time that I can honestly never get back. That's a great cost to me, and for what gain? So before you get caught up in that mentality, or if you find yourself in it now, it's so important to take some time to write down your top priorities. What are your non-negotiables, the things that are sacred to you, and set some firm boundaries around them? or else risk missing the moments of today in the pursuit of tomorrow and the constant hype and hustle of achieving success as the world would define it. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, the author, Paul, is writing to the pastors and leaders of the early church, warning them of false teaching. It's really an exhortation to the leaders to watch out for these false religious leaders that are misleading and saying that godliness is a means to great gain. In verses 3 through 5, he says, If anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree with the sound teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ and with the teaching that promotes godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing, but has an unhealthy interest in disputes and arguments over words. From these come envy, quarreling, slander, evil suspicions, and constant disagreements among people whose minds are depraved and deprived of the truth, who imagine, that godliness is a way to material gain. So he's speaking against the mindset that godliness necessarily leads to financial gain or success in this life, or that it should be pursued for the sake of financial gain. The warning is for the harmful desire, not necessarily the wealth itself, but the craving of it that leads us to harm not good. As I've found for myself, this sets us up for letdown because I have begun to attach my spiritual growth to certain outcomes. So if I just do this or that, then God will bless my business, my family and my life. I think we need to define what it means to be blessed though. So if you look in Jesus' own life and ministry and in the lives of his close followers, it was anything but glamorous. They sacrificed their entire lives for a greater purpose and laid the foundation for what is the church and their reward is eternal All of the lives that have been impacted and are continuing to be impacted. So knowing this, why do I still chase success here and measure my worth or accomplishments by it? Why do I pursue that which is uncertain and short-lived when to put my hope in those things is futile and sets me up for a life of disappointment, regret, and anxiety? knowing I will constantly crave more and never be satisfied, instead of investing my time doing the things that bear lasting fruit and are fulfilling. It says in verses 6-10, through But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out. If we have food and clothing, we will be content with these things. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation, a trap, And many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So there is great gain in godliness, but with contentment. Trusting that God will provide what we need, nothing less and nothing more. And being okay with that. But trusting in financial gain can give us a false hope and security that can lead us down a path of destruction. For those who have achieved wealth, it says in verses 17 through 19, instruct those who are rich in the present age not to be arrogant or to set their hope in the uncertainty of wealth, but in God who richly provides us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do what is good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and willing to share storing up treasures for themselves as a good foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of what is truly life so being cautious because often acquiring more wealth can lead us to a place of arrogance look at what i did or look what i achieved and we we can begin to put our hope in ourselves or even in our wealth rather than in christ it's not wrong to have wealth but how are we using it to bless others How are we achieving that wealth, and at what cost? Godliness is a means of gain. When we see that gain sometimes as wealth that allows us to do kingdom work, which is lasting work, and we are achieving it in a way that doesn't compromise our beliefs, values, or priorities, but it can also be defined as a life of blessing in the presence of God, and in contentment in this present life. The ability to take hold of what this life is truly about and being able to be present where our feet are and mindful of what God has given us right now in this season, having an attitude of gratefulness. So I wanna leave you with some questions to ask yourself and to pray about as you consider your motivation to succeed at whatever it is you're pursuing in this life. Number one, how can I be a good steward of the gifts, talents, wealth, and resources that God has given me? Two, what truly brings me joy? What am I passionate about? Three, where can I be more mindful in my life? My marriage, kids, schedule, self-care, spiritual life, work, and so on. Four, write down your top five priorities, your non-negotiables, the things that are sacred to you. And then how can you place boundaries around those things to protect them? I know for me personally, I won't come to the end of my life and regret spending time with my loved ones helping other people, or being content and mindful and grateful. But I know that I will regret wasting those moments pursuing things that in the end have no worth. Popular pastor John Piper once said, you'll never see a U-Haul following a hearse. And that is so true. So let's anchor in and focus on the things that truly last. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the person listening today that is maybe caught up in the hype and hustle of chasing after security and material wealth and feeling left unfulfilled, scared, and exhausted. I pray that you will help them find their hope, their contentment, and purpose in you and what you have created them to do in this life and to be able to be present where you have planted them in this season, fully nurturing and enjoying the fruit that you've given them now and trusting in your perfect provision for the future. Storing up for themselves treasures that will last instead of wasting time gathering those that won't. I pray your blessing over their lives as they continue to learn to anchor into you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.